let's see. Um, I hope everybody has one of these. If not, there's uh, there's some of them in the back there. Yeah, because uh, songs for disciples. Oh. How many? How many of you have singing out of here? All of the hymns are out of here, so if you think you can fake it, then by all means, by all means, fake it. Oh, I gotta turn my, uh, I gotta turn stuff on. Let me see if I can get it through the clothing. There. Let me turn it up. There we go. How's that? Yeah. I figured that was about the right. So our order of service is on 167. And uh, the only other thing that I, I'm, you know, let's just kind of get it out of the way. Fourth of July, um, I'm guessing we're not having Bible study, so. Okay. All right. We check down on that one real quick. I mean, we have somewhere to go. So, I mean, if you want to blame anybody. Uh, blame me, because we have to go to Thibodeau, and uh, we're going to have to, uh, you know, just, I know, it's just a pain, but when you have to deal with barbecue and all of that stuff, it's, you know, yeah, it's just, I'm so, you know, I'm, I know, I, I, I know you guys are feeling my pain. Yeah, no, it's, it's my brother-in-law's cooking, Yeah. And then you have to compliment him because he says, that's good. Isn't that good? Yes, yes, it's good. Yeah. Yes, it's good. I mean, really good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, however good you want it to be, it's that good. Having said that, page 167, we rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But, but if we, we confess, confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We continue with the entrance hymn, page 9, with the song for disciples. Please be seated.
rise to the Kyrie. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. Let us pray. O oh God, you have prepared for those who love you joys beyond understanding. Pour into our hearts such love for you that, loving you above all things, we may obtain your promises, which exceed all that we can desire. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. chapter of Ezekiel. He said to me, Son of man, stand up on your feet and I will speak to you. As he spoke, the Spirit came into me and raised me to my feet and I heard him speaking to me. He said, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been 
in revolt against me to this very day. The people to whom I am sending you are obstinate and stubborn. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are a rebellious people, they will know that a prophet has been among them. This is the word of the Lord. from the 12th chapter of 2 Corinthians. <clears throat> I must go on boasting. Although there is nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself, except about my weaknesses. Even if I should even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. 
That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This is the word of the Lord. We rise to the Alleluia. Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? they asked. What's the wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the twelve to him. He began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. This is the gospel of the Lord we continue with hymn 18 in the songs for disciples please be seated
God's grace, His mercy, and His peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so it's the 4th of July, uh, the day that we celebrate the birth of our nation in earnest. But these things uh, don't just happen one day. It happens over a period of time. And I want to uh, uh, call your attention to <laughs> Psalm 123. Uh, when we were reading that, I was going, oh, that's one of the, you know, that's a pretty interesting psalm because it tells us, uh, uh, have mercy upon us, Lord, have mercy upon us, for we've had more than enough of contempt. That's... Uh, Sounds like somebody's getting their dander up. Our soul has had more than enough of scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. And I thought, yeah, this is 4th of July. I suppose if we are to uh, join together uh, the group of different people struggling and thereby admitting that different groups of people have the same kind of struggle. This would be appropriate, I suppose, for the 4th of July because a bunch of people got fed up with other people telling them what to do all the time and not giving them representation or nothing to say and, and that sort of thing. And believe me, this is very relevant for even today, right? Under represented people standing up and saying we've had just about enough of it and the targets are different and the context may be different but the fight is the same and I want to say that this these fights that happen really signify the human journey because we are here and heaven is a place where there are no fights, no struggles. We just sang in the song that we'll lay our trophies down, right? Because here in this world, it's really all about us, isn't it? We spend most of our lives, well, you know, when you're kids, eh, you know, you're, you're just growing up. But then you become an adult, and you start to, at whatever level you perceive is happening, you start to, to struggle and to strive so that you can accomplish something for yourself and for your family, right? Raise them above whatever it is that's dragging them down. That's, in a nutshell, in a thumbnail sketch, that is the life of any individual. Sometimes the struggles have to do with our own, our own struggles. We kind of see this in Paul. I don't know what Paul was, I, yeah, I, Paul writes about, uh, about boasting, and he goes to, the, he goes in the third person, and he starts talking about, I know a man who had a revelation and uh, he heard some stuff that nobody else's 
supposed to hear and stuff that I can't repeat. I mean, he can't repeat. Now, I'm not going to boast. I mean, maybe about a man like that I'll boast, but not about. And then he talks about the, the messenger from Satan. Now, I don't know whether it's a messenger for sa from Satan or this or that or the other thing, but Paul asks God to remove it, and God says, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, now there is a lesson that if we know in earnest that, the, that lesson, we have accomplished a lot. My grace is sufficient for you means that a struggle has been won and we have won, but we can't have everything, right? You can't have everything. And um, I don't know, there's stories after stories of someone retiring, and maybe you know one such person. You retire, and then the next week or the next month, they die. It's like, oh my good, I mean, all of that work, and finally they get to sit down and relax, and there they die. Well, they were going to have a struggle because life doesn't stop. It just keeps struggling. And I know I shouldn't be saying this, but at my age, you know, getting old is not fun. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, you're one of the youngest ones in here. How can you say? But excuse me, but let me, you know, allow me to complain a little bit too. Because your struggles, yeah, they might be greater, mightier, wider, broader, higher, whatever, than mine. But I've got struggles too, and we all do. And sometimes it's hard for us to listen to one another because, you know, it was really hard for Jesus' hometown folk to listen to him. Why? Well, he was here. He was among us. Don't we know people, his brothers... How in the world does he know all this stuff? And how in the world is he doing all of this stuff? He grew up around us. And even today, it's kind of funny because when I hear people, uh, there's somebody in my own family, he's, he's passed on now, but he could not, he couldn't, he couldn't embrace God because God had, well, what was it? It was... Uh, he couldn't believe that, that a virgin could conceive and, and, and bear a son. He couldn't believe that. It's just not earthly, you know. It's just not the way things do. And there's some people, when they talk about God, they'll say, well, God can't do this because I can't do this. God couldn't walk on water because I can't walk on water. Or humans can't walk on water. And if God truly, through Jesus, was human, then he couldn't walk on water either. And they forget that God invented gravity. He invented water tension, and he invented 
you know, this whole universe and everything that is in it. And so when God chooses to change the rules for himself, and there we go. See how selfish that is? God changes the rules for himself. Well, God is the boss. He's the number one. And if we, and if we choose to, to be his followers and his children, we really do have to, to get that into our brains, don't we? Or maybe more into our souls. And that might be one of the biggest reasons why a lot of people choose not to follow God because they are the boss, right? That's all. That's what, that's what 4th of July is about, isn't it? My independence, and I'm independent, and I'm a special person. My opinion matters, and, and, and we're equal. We're all equal here. You go, you go and believe in that. Keep believing that. I don't believe that every time I have to pay my taxes. I don't believe that. I don't believe that every time, you know, I get a ticket in the mail because I was driving just a, a little bit, a little, well, you know the whole situation, right? You know, just a little too fast, and I got flashed by a camera. And, you know, I work for the police. But... I don't get away with that either. I'd like to, but I don't. So, no one here really is as independent as they would like to think. I mean, if you've done a little history research, you'll realize that through this nation's biggest struggles, it wasn't just a foregone conclusion, right? I mean, now we look back and we kind of go, oh, yeah, well, we're always going to, we're always going to kick elbow, right? Take names and we're always going to do that because that's what the good old U.S. of A. does. But when it got started, and you had a bunch of upstart people going against a great empire and you if you were to take polls of people like we like to do today you know you get phone calls and they want to ask your opinion about stuff and who knows how they use it but if there were polls back then you'd have found out that that you know a third of the people don't really care they just want to go on with their lives a third of the people uh, were Tories and they backed the British government, a third of the people, really had were up to here with it. Now, them's not good at odds, right? And through this whole thing, what a third of the people did affected the 66% other. And while all of that stuff is going on, you've got people who are forcibly bring, being brought into situations from other countries. And how did that happen? Well, you know, some people sold other people, and they were bought by other people and brought over here and sold again to other people. And you see this, and, and this is kind of, this is interesting, because even in this psalm, it says, Behold, as the eyes of servants look 
to the hand of their master as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes look to the Lord our God till he has mercy upon us. And we say, well, we can't even identify with that scripture passage. You can't. I mean, unless you're paying your taxes or unless you're doing those things. You sort of can, but, but we in this country are instilled with, with a, an identity, and other nations might call it an arrogance, that we are, that the individual is special. And hopefully... That gets accorded to every U.S. citizen. But here you have this in, the, in the, that psalm. As we give deference to those people who are over us, then we also we should give deference to God. That's the kingdom of the left and the kingdom of the right. The kingdom of the left is the civil authorities that God has put into place. As we criticize, you know, this president or that president, you realize that God has put those people over us, which might make you ask, what in the world is God doing? Right? And God might be saying, well, you deserve them deserve this person and some people are thanking God for that person and the other people are cursing God for that person where's the truth well the truth is and I think in the faith portion as God gives us all faith is to realize that this world I mean has God not blessed us in the United States you've been to another country, you know the answer to this question. God has indeed blessed us with so much, we choke on it. Even as much as we say what we don't have. Um, you know, visit a little village in Africa and, uh, and see what they have. Um, but, but you know what? Even in the village in Africa, God blesses them and takes care of them. Our struggles are different. There are third world struggles and there are first world struggles, but they are the same. Who am I? How am I going to survive? Who do I follow? These are questions that God gives us answers too. He says, yes, follow people who are over you. Give deference to those people who God has given authority over you. And then he says this. He says, follow me. It's not about how great we can be here in the good old U.S. of A., it's how much we can share what God has given. Because everything that we have that is good comes from God. It says so in James, you can read it. Every good thing that we have is a gift from God. 
one of the biggest gifts that sometimes we choke on because we have so much of is indeed God's mercy. Jesus Christ came, suffered, battled for our freedom and died. The greatest sacrifice. You notice these are all of the elements of the most somber holidays that we have in the United States. Today, we memorialize those people who have given their lives so that we can have freedom. You see the parallel there? And for God, it was... It was a foregone conclusion, and it still is a foregone conclusion. We are going to win. We have already won, as a matter of fact. But all of these things, these battles in this world, and the getting ready, and the, and the, the journey that we have now can throw us for a loop. We can trade the temporal and there forsake the eternal. We can do that. Our struggles in this world are so strong, and I'm not taking this for granted, and I'm not taking it lightly. And the struggle is different. Some people are asking for that little crumb of bread that falls from the master's table. Others are choking on, well, what else are we going to do? You know, let me tell you, we had this big argument about where we're going on vacation. I wanted to go to Germany. She wanted to go to France. Ooh, that's a... Oh, well, that's marriage ending there. And it is! It is marriage ending. Or it's, well, you know, this, this retirement... Isn't working out at all the way I thought it was going to work out. Where's God now? Or I'm finding myself and I'm finding that I like doing stuff that God says I'm not supposed to do. So goodbye, God. Hello, me. And you realize it's not the amount of money that you have. The amount of pride in what you do with it. Here, the Apostle Paul is an amalgamation of the both. God gave him a struggle and had him chew on that struggle and identified it for him. And Paul realized, you know what? God's grace is sufficient for me, so I'm just going to deal with what I got. I have this thorn in the flesh, and I think maybe it might have been, it might have even started right at the beginning, after Paul had, had uh, been persecuting Jesus, and then uh, Jesus struck him blind, and then after three days he was uh, baptized, and scales uh, fell from Paul's eyes. I'm thinking maybe those scales after they fell from Paul's eyes, his eyesight wasn't near what it used to be. 
And I say that because in one of his letters, he says, See, I'm writing this myself. You see how big my handwriting is? And that's usually what happens when you can't really see that well. You write big in big letters and that sort of thing so you can see what you wrote. That's just my guess. But some other people say Paul had a lisp. I don't know. But whatever it was, Paul thought it was a big deal, and God said, here's the, here's the deal. The deal is, as long as you are alive, as long as you walk this earth, my grace is sufficient for you. And as we look up at the cross and we, with confidence, brim, sitting there and saying, well, I'm a Christian. You know, you look at the statistics. I think when I was going to seminary, it might have been a quarter of the world was Christian. That was the best guess that they could come up with. I, I don't even want to guess what it is now. A quarter of the world. Now, just think about that. You're in a group better than 75% of the whole world. You're in the 75th percentile because you're God's children. And we might just say, well, wait a minute. Boy, if God is so successful at everything, why can't he just get, why can't he just get 25%? You see, we've been talking about independence. We've been talking about those kinds of things, and there's a lot of people expressing their independence, and unfortunately, it means independence from God. And they don't realize that the stream of God's mercy has dried up, even though it comes to us. The Bible says that rain falls on the farmer who believes and the farmer who doesn't believe which may make them say, well, what's the difference? Look, you got something wrong done to you. I got something wrong done to me. We are, we are the same. Where's God in this? Christians get divorced at the same statistical amount as non-Christians. What makes the difference? You start thinking about stuff like that, and you go, I don't know about this Christianity thing. And now a lot of young people are saying, you know, that's just old-fashioned stuff. Our parents sold us a bill of goods. Talking about this, you know, guy upstairs and all that. Well, we're smarter than that. We know different. And the, the Internet's filled with podcasts of people who, who are smarter than God. Makes me sad. Because God's mercy continues to flow. And the fact that he's got far more, more than we can even imagine, he's got that stored up for us in heaven. Life the way we, yeah, but God's still going to be in charge. Would you just shut up and listen for a second? I'm saying that to myself. Sometimes independence is less important than who you're dependent upon. That's another way to say that. 
It's not who you are, it's who you know. Now we know that one, right? We know God Almighty. And we also know his story because he has told us his story. And that is how much he has expended so that you and I are free. Even if you get put in jail for some reason, whether it's justified or not, they cannot take your freedom in Christ away. Even if you do something here in the, in the government, let's say you accidentally kill somebody and you get put in jail for it, justifiable. They cannot, even though the state of Louisiana may not forgive you, guess who does? God does. And to the family that, that suffered the loss of that individual because a Christian accidentally did it. Maybe he was drinking. Maybe he was looking at his phone. Maybe he was doing something really stupid. Maybe the car just malfunctioned. I don't know. And those people say, I want the maximum, which you sort of expect for people to say. If that person's a Christian, where's he going? Or she? You see, because God in his mercy is much more liberal in giving it out. You know why? Because Christ is the one who succeeded. And there you have it. Christ succeeded. Did we succeed? We didn't lose our faith, right? Does God give us responsibilities? Yes. Are some of those responsibilities great? Yes. We pray for people who are in government, who are over us. We pray that they would listen to God so that we would have a better life. Does it always work? No. Does that mean that God is less powerful? No. What it means is that you and I are on a journey following God here in the good old U.S. of A. And that faith is going to take us where we need to go. Whether we have a lot of money, not so much money, whether we get criticized, whether we get left alone, whether we are criminally inclined or not, the faith that God puts in us is what is going to make all the difference. We all make mistakes. We all say stuff we shouldn't say. We all do stuff we shouldn't do. Some of it is more serious than others. But that does not erase the fact that Christ came, suffered, died, rose again, and gave you faith so that when it's finally time for you to come home, and that might be one month after your retirement, then you'll really begin to live. Let's consider these 
words as we bask in our independence. And it is unique in the world. But just consider that we are far more blessed than we may realize through the mercy of our almighty God in Jesus Christ. We continue with uh, our Christian confession as we rise and confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed on page 174. I believe in one God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in the one Lord Jesus Christ, the only God and Son of God, the God of His Father before all Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, your Son endured rejection in this world. You lead us likewise through a hostile world that shows no honor to your church or its wisdom. Do not let us lose heart. Steal us for opposition. And let us rest confidently on what you, Lord, have said. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, your great and mighty work is to create faith by your Holy Spirit and the eternal blessings of your Son, Jesus Christ. We implore you, make your preachers effective to proclaim your prophetic word and remove all stubborn ears from our midst. Do not leave us without your word but make your home among us to restore the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. O Lord, soften the hearts in every home. Turn parents and children toward each other in love and patience. Banish the spirit of impudence, stubbornness, and rebellion from all. Sanctify us in your truth. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. Almighty God, protect and defend our nation from its enemies. Support our leaders and preserve them from temptation. Through the work of all civil authorities, enable us to live a quiet and peaceable life according to your word. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, in our weakness, we are strong for the sake of Christ, those whose grace is sufficient for every need. Give comfort to those whose pain is chronic. 
who sustains suffering sustained suffering is unknown, who wrestle with difficult thorns in body or mind, who are tempted to despair. We pray for Sue Nelson. We give, uh, give thanks um, uh, for those people among us who have um, been healed or in the process of being healed. And we talk really about all of us uh, as well as um, all of these people who are um, in the, our prayers. And we ask that you would continue to, to be with those people. I'm thinking right now of uh, John and Michael. We ask that uh, uh, we, we thank you for their recoveries as they've been in the hospital recently. As well as all of these people, we continue to, uh, to pray for um, we know that you listen and that your grace is sufficient for them. In weakness and insults and hardships and persecutions and calamities, let us boast in Christ and his cross by which we and our sufferings are sanctified. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. O Lord, out of your abundant blessing, you satisfy us with Christ, the bread of life. Give repentance and faith to all who commune this day that finding refuge in your Son's true body and blood, we may taste and see that you are good. Lord, in your mercy, all these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever. Amen. We continue with the Offering uh, the offertory on page 176. and salutary that we should all times and all places give thanks to you holy lord almighty father everlasting god through jesus christ our lord who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life therefore with angels and archangels with all the company of heaven we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore praising you and singing
Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you've had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gather in the name and remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Gracious, you receive our prayers, deliver, and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the night he was betrayed, took bread when he had given thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do as often as you eat it in remembrance of me. In the same manner also, after supper, he took the cup when he blessed it. He gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament, my blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you. Always.
drink the true blood of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shed for you on the cross. Uh, yeah, let's rise. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his favor upon you and give you his peace. Closing hymn, hymn 48, O beautiful for spacious skies.
right, please be seated. That's saying something coming from her. Any others? Announcements? A brief thank you, Johnson. Thank you for all the prayers, concerns, parts, phones, messages, and all those modern things you can do for each other. And he's doing pretty well. Thank you and Mike sitting over there all skinny. Chris, I'm sorry. Michael? Chris, that's right. I know Chris. I know. But he's sitting over there. He's a shell of himself. Notice. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. See what happens if you don't put food in your mouth? The f Never mind the fact that he couldn't, but... Yeah. Uh, all right. So you're free from Bible study. Fourth of July. Free. Independence. You are independent from. Well, you're free from Bible study. But we still have uh, snacks over there. I reckon. Right. And then. Uh, and then. That's it. That's it. And I think. Drive safely, and I'm, I'll be thinking of you guys as I suffer through the barbecue. <laughs> I know. You know, even even on the 4th of July, we are bound. We are bound. And we have to do certain things. So, yeah. 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 Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Oh. Well, we can't do it now because we already... No, we can't do it. Let's do the mission statement. As believers in Christ, St. Stephen Lutheran Church is committed to serving God by sharing the good news of Christ with all people. God's blessings.